In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the True Life Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I got a special guest I think you guys are all going to love. Uh, a young, handsome gentleman that goes by the name of uh, what's his name? George Monty. Nice. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me some time on your platform. I'm happy to be here. I'm a big fan of the podcast. The True Life Podcast is awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of what you're doing, George. And you're right. I am handsome. <laughs> Here's a book that he put out. It's called Terror Before the Sacred. You get a good look at it there. It should be on bookshelves 2-22-22. And the Kindle price, he says, is going for $7.77. Uh, sounds a little esoteric to me, but we're going to get into it with him, and he's going to describe everything about him. It's going to be a great show. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So before we get into the real ideas of the book, could you tell my audience a little bit about what inspired you to write this book and what that process looks like. So, well, I guess what inspired me was, you know, I think so many of us, whether it's some of us later in life, some of us earlier in life, you know, we find that maybe all these things that we thought were going to make us happy, they don't make us happy. And maybe you've accomplished some goals. Maybe you've had a family. Maybe you haven't. You know, but you you have come to a place in your life where you want to create change and you know you're more. And so you start searching for these outlets. And for me, I, I had always for me, there was always like a, a spiritual connection that I felt towards other people and towards the planet. And, you know, I, I haven't always been the greatest person, but I, I try to be a caring and loving person and a nice person. And I. I've always felt this connection to the earth and you know that's probably why I smoke so much weed and eat so many mushrooms. I think a large part of my audience is in that same camp. I think they I think a lot of us realize that we're in transformative times. 
and they, they hear the siren song. They can feel that spiritual guide or they can feel that certain something, that the logos. They can feel this, the felt presence of the other whispering to them, pulling them, telling them, trying to guide them to a different area. And that, that seems a lot like what you were talking about, what inspired you in this book. Exactly. You know, I was thinking about that. I think that that energy that we all feel that we're all beginning to be aware of, like this this change that everybody knows is coming. Everybody can feel it. They may not be able to have a linguistic pathway to explain it, but everybody sees the world changing all around them. And I think that that is, that is the awareness that we are moving from individuals or we're moving from seeing ourselves as individuals and beginning to see ourselves as a pattern. And that the reason that's so profound, at least to me, and what I try to get through in the book, The Terror Before the Sacred, is that it's this new awareness that's happening, and it's different. You know, for so long, we've lived under certain types of ideologies and isms, and to me, what's happening is the breakdown of the old world. Like, the old world is dying right in front of us all around us but there's this new world beginning to emerge and I, I think that that is what people are feeling and I think it's going to bring us together I think I think that the future is going to be better and brighter and stronger and more connected and more spiritual than anything we've known before and that's kind of what I get into in the book a little bit I, I really think you guys are going to enjoy it why don't we just go ahead and dive in here? Why don't you start off with the, uh, maybe you can explain to people the cover art that you have here. Can people see that? It is, it looks like some blotter paper with a blow up of Alice in Wonderland. Is that a hookah smoking caterpillar? Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and tell people a little bit about the artwork and then just go ahead and take the conversation uh, wherever you deem fit. I'm curious to to learn a little bit more about it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So the cover the cover took me a while to figure out. I was originally going to go with a uh, with an agency to do the cover work for me. You know, if you, if you read your, I don't know. Again, I'm kind of new. This is my first book that's been published, and uh, you know, there's all this. There's all these bells and whistles that you can get. It's like buying a new car. Do you want the base package or do you want to get like the upgraded turbo with the vanity mirror and, you know, all the leather trim and all the stuff. And, you know, in today's world, it's never been easier to publish. And I, I would like to encourage everybody who's been thinking about writing just to sit down and start doing it. That's what I, that's what I, that's how I started. And the same thing for the cover. There's, if you just do some basic research, you can find out what you need in order to create your own cover. And if you have a little bit of skills in graphic design, you can follow the templates and 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 do your own cover. But for me, and this cover here, I don't know if you guys can see this. It's kind of got like a little glare, but it's the uh, it's the scene or a recreation of the scene. It's not the copyrighted scene from Alice in Wonderland because I would never ever do that. But I would put something similar on there. It represents the scene. If you can see in the background, it's an old school blotter paper of, uh, you know, some LSD from like the 70s. The the original Eat Me blotter sheet. Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. And then what you see here is you see the actual scene or a representation thereof. And 
if you can see the hookah smoking caterpillar is actually sitting on the mushroom when he is talking to the young girl there. And I think it's important to note the title of the book is Terror Before the Sacred. And for those of us who remember that conversation, you know, there was a movie called Alice in Wonderland. And in that movie, Alice, when she gets to the point in the movie where she meets the caterpillar, the caterpillar asks, who are you? Who are you? And to me, like that particular question, the particular iconography on the cover, the conversation they're having, I think that that is the turning point for everybody. You know, it symbolizes the end of innocence. It symbolizes the the judgment, like the judgment of Thamos, right? It's like, it's everything. It is, who are you? How do you answer that question? I mean, let me ask you, who are you? What would you say if I asked you that question? You know, I think it's important to note that's the question that every man or woman needs to ask themselves before they can graduate into becoming what they are. It's like, a, you know, since we're talking about a caterpillar, you know, it's it's much like a, much like a silkworm spins its web and gets caught in it. So do we spin our webs of lies and truth and linguistics, and then we get caught in it. And I think that this represents the idea that that's what that's where we are. We're like in this cocoon. We have spun our web and been caught in it, and now we're cracking out of this chrysalis. We're beginning to put our legs and our hands through, and we're beginning to emerge out of the cocoon as a new form. And that's, I mean, gosh, I should have wrote that in the book, but you know, that's exactly what I wanted the cover of the book to show people that we're in this transition. Everything in your life is in transition. And I want this book to be a guide for you in this transition. This is like an instruction manual of how we can get through this time. And so, yeah, I, I thank you for noticing the cover and uh, allowing me to share the, my ideas about the cover. There. There's, there's so much more in there. I mean, if you just grab the book and look at it, it won't take you that long for your mind to start racing and understanding like, wow, this is going to be a pretty deep book. There's a lot of stuff on the cover. And to be honest, like I, I have put in so many Easter eggs and so much esoteric knowledge that, I mean, I hope I didn't layer it to the point where people won't get it. You know, I, I tend to do that sometimes. I tend to go pretty deep and then I think things are super funny and, and a lot of people are like, I don't get it. I don't get it, George. And I'm like, God damn, you don't get that. What do you mean you don't get that? It's perfect, right there, just look at it, read it. You know, so there's a lot of stuff in there. And um, yeah, it, <laughs> I would say reading this book is like being initiated. If you can understand what I'm telling you in this book, then you're one of us. You're initiated and you'll know it. You'll feel it. You'll see it. And then you become the one who does the initiating. So does that kind of make sense? I mean, I, that's a lot to take from the cover. But yeah, thanks. thank you for asking about the cover. Nice. Very nice. You know, I don't want to give away too much of the book, but there are some excerpts that I, I kind of wanted to read and uh, just get your opinion on. 
And that way my audience can kind of understand a little bit about maybe what some of your goals are with this book. So this is uh, from the beginning letter in your book. And you say, quote, let me be clear that my goal here is a simple one. One simple objective that I shall pursue relentlessly for the duration of this work. For my son and my daughter. For your sons and your daughters. The objective is to help them achieve the ultimate goal of life. To live a life worth living. Of which there are three main pillars. One, a lifetime of learning. Two, never value wealth or a job over quality of life. Number three, the understanding that your life is a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. A work of art so beautiful that all those who are fortunate enough to be part of it are filled with emotion. Some will be brought to tears. Some will be driven to rage. And still others will be forever able to draw inspiration from your story. That's beautiful, man. You know, I... I wish someone would have told me about these three main pillars of how to live a life worth living. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, let me, let me go ahead and, and try to talk about the process a little bit more. So, you know, I've never written a book before and, and I know a lot of people that have. And I think maybe for everybody, the process of writing is a little bit different. For me... I would come home and, and like most people, you know, I got a nine to five job and it, it's kind of difficult in the beginning to find time. And I think most people are aware of that, whether you're going to write a book, whether you're going to have some hobbies or say you surf or you skate or, you know, you're, you're the you're the coach for your kids games or practice or whatever. You know, we're constantly trying to find time to get things done in order to better ourselves. And so. I had to find some time to do that. I usually would go to bed later and wake up earlier. But as far as the actual process of writing, what I found was to go somewhere inspiring. Let me go to the beach or just be outside and bring my notebook and, and maybe throw on some headphones and and just listen either to listen to the silence or put on some sort of music and just kind of let the creative process, you know, embrace me and then good things just kind of start flowing out. It's interesting because I originally I didn't, it was started off as a letter. Like I was just going to write a letter to my kid's school about education. And then, and I just kept writing and writing and writing. And it was like, it sounds so cliche, but it's like somebody was writing through me. And that's how I knew when I was done, I got about, I got into about 20,000 words. I had originally contacted some publishers and they were curious as to how long the uh, book was going to be, and I thought maybe, you know, 50,000 words or something, but right when I got to write, right around 20,000, it's like I was writing, 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 I had to drop the pen, I'm like, that's it. So yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, uh, I think a lot of artists will, will understand that force, like, you know, you're just going and going, and then you're done, and that's how you know when you're done. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a strange feeling, to be honest with you.
Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.